It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is Democracy or Else, an interview series featuring candidates, elected officials, and community leaders working to improve the world we live in. Hi, I'm Shaniqua McClendon, Crooked Media's Vice President of Politics, where I get to run Vote Save America. Every election cycle, Vote Save America works to lift up candidates running up and down the ballot across the entire country. And as we head into yet another most important election of our lifetime, because they always are, we are excited to bring you this series, Democracy or Else. Tune into Crooked Minis twice a week leading up to the election. For our first installment, welcome Sarah Garcia, Crooked Media's Strategy and Outreach Manager. Thanks, Shaniqua. Today, I talk with Gabe Vasquez, who is running for Congress for New Mexico's 2nd Congressional District. Welcome, Gabe. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, let's start off by just having you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're running for. Sure. So my name is Gabe Vasquez, and I'm a first-generation American. I'm a proud son of immigrants. I live here in the beautiful Mesilla Valley in southern New Mexico, and I'm running for Congress in the second district here in New Mexico. It's one of the largest districts in the country. It's the second largest border district in the country. And what inspired you to run for Congress? That is not an easy task by any means. So what inspired you to get into this work? Well, you know, for me, it's it's always been a deep sense of obligation um, to give back to this country that's given me so much and to my family as well. Um, I grew up in a working class family in Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua. Uh, my grandfather, Javier, he moved his family uh, from a small ranch in the Mexican state of Zacatecas to the border uh, with the promise of a better life and a future for his kids and grandkids. So I'm inspired by him, by his, my family's sacrifices, the hard work it took to give me this opportunity. And there's so much more work to do uh, to make sure that everyone can achieve that American dream for their families. Like mine and so many others across the country, we deserve that quality of life that I think reflects who we are, um, our values as the wealthiest country in the world. And right now, unfortunately, I think that American dream is being taken away. And much of that is by Republicans and people like my opponent, Representative Yvette Harrell, uh, who works for Donald Trump and corporations and not for the people. I would love to hear more about, you know, some of the issues that are pertinent to New Mexico second and New Mexico at large and kind of how you plan to address them when you're in Congress. Yeah, well, like the rest of the country, I think our most pressing issue here is the economy. Uh, and that's lowering inflation. That's raising the minimum wage, creating a living wage, uh, creating more good paying jobs and making sure that corporations are paying their fair share in this country. Uh, but we also have unique climate challenges here in the desert that pertain to water, to drought, to wildfires. You know, our state just suffered from two of the largest wildfires in our state's history, including here in my district in the Gila National Forest. We also have uh, a chance to tremendously grow our renewable energy economy. New Mexico is ranked fourth in solar and seventh in wind potential. And so I'll be laser focused on that as a congressperson. And as a border district, we're also on the front lines of the humanitarian crisis at the border. Now, as a former city councilor here in the city of Las Cruces, um, I've worked over the last several years to tackle our immigration challenges in a humane way. But more needs to be done in Congress. And so I want to lead on comprehensive and bipartisan immigration reform when I'm elected. We also have to talk, of, of course, about women's health care and abortion, uh, one of the biggest issues for us here in our, in our district. Now, providers are coming 
to New Mexico from surrounding states and even Midwestern states to provide healthcare services to women here, including in my home place of Doña Ana County. So I'm proudly pro-choice and we need to codify Roe versus Wade into law. My opponent either opposes all of these paths forward or has refused to work on these issues during her time in Congress. And so it's been a disservice to our people. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, your opponent is Yvette Harrell, who is very conservative, to say the least, um, anti-choice, a like proud proponent of Trump and like the big lie and all of, you know, those horrible policies. And I'm sure would like vote for more extremist legislation in Congress. So for folks who don't live in New Mexico or who don't live in the district, why should they care about this race? Why is it so important? Well, I'm just a, a part of a handful of what are called uh, red to blue candidates this cycle. And as we know, it's tough for Democrats to win in a midterm year uh, when we have a Democratic president. But I think we can really change the course of history in just a few weeks. Uh, Democrats that are running in Repu- Republican held seats like this one can unseat incumbents. Now, with such a thin majority in the House for Democrats, th- this could be the seat uh, that potentially determines who our next speaker is. And I sure don't want Speaker McCarthy and how effective we can be in the next two years during this Biden administration. So that's a huge deal for all of us, not just Southern New Mexico or Albuquerque uh, or Las Cruces, but uh, women's healthcare rights are on the line. Uh, Lowering the cost of healthcare is on the line. Uh, Lowering inflation is on the line. Comprehensive immigration reform, climate change, and so much more in these next two years that's gonna impact all of us. And so people outside this district should really be looking at races like ours, a true toss-up race as one that could determine how our country moves forward in the next two years. Absolutely. Thank you so much for speaking to that. That is so, so critically important. Um, I'm going to transition now to some more fun questions so that we can get to know you on a different level. What is your most controversial, non-political opinion? Well, I'm going to bring this one right back to New Mexico. And (laughs) I don't know if other states have, have a state question, but we have both a state question and a state answer. Um, The state question is red or green that pertains to our, our red or green chili, right? And, and for me, <laughs> I got to say, I'm proud that I'm a big red chili fan. So to my green chili fans, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, red chili for me. And so that's considered a co- controversial opinion here in New Mexico. But we can agree at least that uh, New Mexico's chili, either red or green, is at least better than Colorado's. <laughs> Facts. No, I respect that. One of my best friends is actually from Albuquerque. And so every year during the holidays, she'll bring back um, green chilies and we like cook with them and she'll cook like a huge meal. So I know it's a big thing, um, <laughs> but got to respect the red chili game. It's, it's real. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, okay. And what is a, a your favorite free or low budget recreational activity to do either in your district or New Mexico writ large? For me, it's our public lands. Uh, we are blessed with so many uh, places to go here in New Mexico. So for me, camping, hiking, trail running, fishing, mountain biking, and more. You know, I was proud to, to have helped establish uh, the Oregon Mountain Desert Peaks National Monument during the Obama administration mm-hmm. here, which is nearly half a million acres of protected federal land uh, right in my backyard, one of the most beautiful ma- uh, mountains and deserts to the southwest. And so being so close to public lands, you know, we don't have to ask permission. We don't have to pay at the trailhead. We can just go outside and enjoy the beautiful place that, uh, that we call Southern New Mexico here. Yeah, that's incredible. Do you have a favorite trail or a favorite campsite that you go to again and again? Yeah, so I'm going to have to plug Aguirre Springs, uh, which is here in Las Cruces. It's actually right on the way to White Sands National Monument. If you come to the desert and you, you look at um, you know some of the desert shrubs that we have and then you start to go up into the mountains, you see the flora, I mean, changing tremendously. So we have pine trees 
um, right outside our community in, in what is a very hot Chihuahuan desert landscape. So the Aguirre Springs has water. It's got pine trees. It's kind of like a little refuge. So I highly recommend that campsite and that trail. And then what's some content that you're consuming right now? What are like some hot recommendations you have on TV, film, books, anything of the like? Um, it's a book by Stephen Graham Jones, and that is a book called The Only Good Indians. And it's this kind of wonderful book filled with these intertwined stories about elk hunting and basketball. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is kind of set in the scene of uh, Indian country uh, near the Northwest. And so although I don't get to read as much as I'd like to, uh, that has been a wonderful book that, that I've been able to listen to. Um, and I also listen to weekly, you know, weekly to Pod Saves America. I listen to Latino USA and the Mediator podcast. Uh, so I consume that pretty much weekly. Awesome. I love it. Is there a topic or activity that you could make a YouTube or video tutorial or explainer about? A couple of years ago, I got a kayak, a fishing kayak. And one of my favorite things to do here is to fish for catfish. And I've learned to master finding catfish holes in my kayak um, <laughs> and bringing home catfish uh, that we can fry um, in fact, I think my family probably got tired of it last year because at every family <laughs> gathering, it was like, guess what? More catfish. Um, so <laughs> if you want to learn how to fish for catfish on your kayak, I think I could put together a pretty good explainer on that. That's incredible. I feel like it's a really important skill. Um, so this next question, it's going to be a tough question. What is your favorite pasta shape and why? I, I'm a simple man. Um, so I, I got to go with macaroni. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's kind of like the, it's the hardworking man's pasta. Nothing beats a macaroni-shaped pasta. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for endeavoring on those hard-hitting questions with me. Um, it's great to hear a little bit more about your love of mac and cheese and kayaking. <laughs> um, just to wrap things up, are there any questions that you wish reporters asked you more or asked you at all? Um, so I worked along the border for many, many years with patrol agents uh, in places like Lordsburg and Santa Teresa and Columbus, very isolated places. And I was the chair of the Border Security Task Force. I mean, I grew up in Mexico um, and have helped, you know, create and craft public policy at the federal level when I worked for Senator Martin Heinrich on border immigration reform and, and uh, international trade. And so, you know, I wish we could dive a little bit deeper into the issue of uh, immigration and comprehensive immigration reform. Uh, because there's so many positives, uh, as especially as it pertains to international trade and our relationship with our southern neighbors, uh, mm. you know, the, the mobility of wildlife in places like the Coronado National Forest, and how that all intertwines with border security policy. And so I think, you know, it's a lot more nuanced than what we see on TV or what we see in short sound bites or campaign commercials. And so uh, I just wish that we'd have deeper conversations about the solutions that we can explore in places like New Mexico. Uh, which are much different than Arizona or Texas or even California. So I think that's an issue that I look forward to, uh, to, to being able to talk about, right? Having this experience on the border uh, in Congress and working with colleagues to get things done. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, you're hitting on a really important thing. Being from, you know, a border town, what's something that, you know, you wish people knew more of? Because I feel like there are so many national narratives about immigration and people parachute into these border towns and talk about things from an outsider lens. But would love to hear more about, you know, your perspective and things that you wish people would know more about coming from a border town. Yeah. You know, just how intertwined our border communities are. Um, we have binational families, people crossing the border every single day uh, to go to school, uh, to see their family, you know, for medical appointments, you name it. 
And so when we look at the borderplex here where I live, Las Cruces, El Paso, Ciudad Juarez, uh, it, we're one big metroplex. We're one big community. And I think uh, our, com- our economies are intertwined, uh, our culture, our food, our language. And so I think that's a really important dynamic to understand. And even when members of Congress come to the border and they do a press conference in front of the border wall for 10 minutes and then they fly out, uh, they don't really get to understand the intricacies and the relationship that we have with each other as border communities. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, that is part of the American story. And I think that's one of the things I want to highlight, right, is that the border, our relationship with our southern neighbors, the culture, the food, uh, this is part of being an American. It's a unique place in America that I think is beautiful. Um, yes, we, we have a lot of work to do uh, to make sure that uh, we can control this humanitarian crisis that we're seeing at the border in a much better way. But at the same time, it's not a desert wasteland, you know, with turrets and alligator moats and whatever people think is actually happening down here. It's a bustling, thriving, beautiful community. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gabe. I really appreciate you talking with me today. And I cannot wait to see what you do for the New Mexico Second when you're in Congress next year. It's going to be great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And for all the folks listening, how can they get involved with your campaign or donate? So you can visit our website. It's GabeForCongress.com. And that's spelled out F-O-R, GabeForCongress.com. Folks can donate there to our campaign. Uh, We sure could use it in this last stretch, uh, the final weeks leading up to the midterms. And you can also sign up to volunteer. Even if you don't live in our district, you can phone bank. uh, You can send mail on our behalf. But that's the best way, GabeForCongress.com. Sign up to volunteer or donate. Uh, and if you'd like to come to Las Cruces, it is beautiful in uh, October. And so you can help us knock on some doors <laughs> or you can come to Albuquerque or you can come to Hobbs or Silver City, uh, anywhere you'd like. And uh, we have one of the biggest and most diverse districts in the country. So take a little vacation, come knock on some doors with us uh, and enjoy everything that we have to offer. Amazing. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Democracy or Else is a Crooked Media interview series. I'm your host and executive producer, Shaniqua McClendon. Series hosts are Sarah Garcia, Amelia Montooth, and Ari Schwartz, and they produce along with E.J. Baker, Leo Duran, and Julia Gunther. Joseph Dutra and Leo Duran are editors. Digital direction from Matt DeGroot and social support from Danita Ramesh. Rebecca Rotenberg is our production assistant. If you want to get involved in the 2022 midterm elections, head over to votesaveamerica.com.